Welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Hi, this is Ken Blanchard. We need a new leadership model in business today, one that values both people and results, where leaders see their role as serving instead of being served. In this podcast, my friend and colleague, Chad Gordon, interviews experts who help us explore different aspects of leadership. I know you'll be encouraged and inspired by what you hear and you'll walk away with ideas and insights that will help you be the type of leaders others want to follow. Ready to get started? I'll be back at the end of the interview where I'll share what I've learned and how I'll be putting it into action. Now enjoy this installment of the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gordon. Today, we're going to be talking with Jen Sincero. She's the number one New York Times bestselling author, success coach, and motivational cattle prod who's helped countless people transform their personal and professional lives through her seminars, public appearances, newsletters, products, and books. She's spoken on stages all over the world and has coached full-on superheroes, helping her clients build their dream businesses, become New York Times bestselling authors themselves, navigate million-dollar business deals, find their soulmates, and forgive their grumpy mothers who they now realize were doing the best they could. Jen has run her business from all corners of the globe. In early 2011, she traded her home in Venice Beach, California to live as a global nomad, traveling the world for three years while growing her online coaching practice and encouraging as many people as possible to live lives of unbridled awesomeness. This experience eventually led her to the writing of her book, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. Welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast, Jen. Thanks so much. It's exciting to be here. It's great to have you here. And I've been looking forward to talking to you from the moment that I picked up your book. How can I put this? You are unfiltered. It's very refreshing. I like the, I <laughs> like the honesty. <laughs> Where does that come from? Where does it come from? The yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, I really got to credit my family. I grew up with a very funny, loud, comedically competitive family. So it was it was literally funny or die. I can't believe somebody took that name before I did, but <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it's such a really, it's a fun book to read. So yeah, that really comes across to the bluntness and the stories that you tell. And you break down pretty much just every conceivable aspect of taking control of your mind, your body, your soul. So tell us where did uh, You Are a Badass, where'd that come from? Well, I wrote it because I spent years getting my poop in a scoop, basically. And I'd read every self-help book under the sun. And and I felt while I was reading them, I mean, they had such incredible information and there's so many brilliant teachers out there. But I was like, man, it would be so great if somebody was actually funny and used interesting stories and dropped the F-bomb every once in a while. So uh, I figured I would, I would go ahead and do it myself for people like me who wanted a different voice and also for the people who wouldn't touch self-help with a 10-foot pole because it was too woo-woo. So... For those two reasons. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a different voice. It's a refreshing voice. One of the main messages right from the beginning and really valuable uh, to be able to digest and take to heart, at least it really resonated with me, was around the idea that we are not these horribly kind of flawed creatures. And in fact, we're largely a product of our upbringing, our surroundings. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think that the real turning point in your life comes when you understand that 
you have control. And when you start looking at the quote, you know, the beliefs you've got and the quote unquote truths that you're living your life by, and instead of just being on autopilot and, you know, going through life as if that is, that's the end of it, you know, stopping and pulling back and being like, wait a minute, is it true that money is the root of all evil? Is it true that I'm a bad person if I focus on making it and, and questioning the things that you've taken to be truth the whole time? And that's how you empower yourself. And we learn most of these truths from our parents and, um, you know, who are doing it, doing the best they can, but they're, you know, regurgitating a lot of stuff they haven't questioned. So it really is that awakening that, that gets you started on self-transformation. So we're going we're gonna to dig deep into You Are a Badass. We are, but really first, uh, I want to have a full disclosure moment with you. We have something very fun in common. I picked up on it early on at your first mention of pillows and wiffle ball bats. I, too, spent a week at the Hoffman oh. Institute. So truly life-changing experience for yeah. me. Where did that retreat of, of self-discovery and renewal, where did that fit into your journey? I went to the Hoffman Institute. Uh, I had already started my business. I'd already started working with a coach and I had sort of reached this plateau and I wasn't moving any further. I wasn't growing any further. And my coach at the time was like, you need to throw your butt in this crazy place. And she had gone there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for anybody listening who doesn't know what it is, it's this week long seminar where they have you scream and yell and <laughs> hit pillows with baseball bats and have a marriage ceremony to yourself. I mean, it is out there, but it is, it is trans. It is amazing. It's highly recommend. Very transformative. Absolutely. Did you like it? I loved it. It was, it changed my life in a, in a very positive way. So, so yeah, so I I picked up on that right away and I said, Oh, we've got something really cool in common. So let's, (laughs) let's talk about uh, how to embrace your inner badass. And you you give so many great examples and, and one that has used to be a really tough one for me. And one, I've mostly removed it away from me uh, out of, out of my repertoire is, is ditching that, that self deprecating humor and that negative self-talk that, that can be really self-fulfilling if you let it. So how can that change? How can that help you embrace your inner badass? Well, you know, again, as you said, it's like when you sort of woke up to it and you decided to stop doing it, uh, you stopped doing it. And that's the thing that I think is so interesting with a lot of this. It really isn't that hard. (laughs) You know, we make it changing our lives is going to be so difficult and unfun and take forever. And meanwhile, it's uncomfortable a lot of times because you've got to do a lot of things you've never done before, but it's not hard. So it really is a matter of waking up to stuff like, oh, you know, all I do all day long is make fun of myself. Maybe I should knock that off and choosing something different. And it's the same with, oh, you know, I really want a relationship, but all I do is bitch about how there's no good men out there. Maybe I should knock that off. Oh, I want to make money. All I talk about is how bad the economy is and how much I suck at making money. Maybe I should knock that off because what we repeat over and over and what we focus on, we create more of. So this is such a simple and such a profound fact. It's sort of like when you're looking for a place to rent. So you're focused on a place to rent and all of a sudden you start seeing for rent signs everywhere and they were there all along, but it wasn't until you decided you needed a place to rent that you started to see them. This is the same way with everything in our lives, all the opportunities that we desire, all the people we desire to meet. They're out there waving their arms, screaming for you to wake up and notice, but it isn't until you shift your focus that you can actually call them into your consciousness. 
And another thing you talk about in the book, and, and so many people, I, this is gonna this is gonna really connect with a lot of people, where they feel stuck. You know, they feel powerless to to move forward on a project, or or ask for that big promotion, or, or write that book, or change jobs because in you know in their mind it's not the right time, and they don't feel ready. And I'm you know it's like I said, many of our listeners are probably nodding their head right now. But you share your belief that it's never really the right time. You just need to go forward. So how do we go forward with such uncertainty? You listen to podcasts like this, <laughs> you read self-help books, you, you know, it starts with the decision. You just decide, even though you may not know what the hell you're doing, you have no idea where it's all going to come from or how the change is going to happen. You make the decision to no longer participate in the reality that you are participating in and you open yourself up to the new one. So, and then you got to start going to this, what I call the spiritual gym which is listening to podcasts, reading self-help books, listening to music that pumps you up instead of makes you want to go take a nap and drink a bottle of whiskey. You know, It's putting these pieces in place and working that muscle, hanging out with people who are kicking butt, who believe anything is possible instead of your sad sack friends. Yeah. So surrounding yourself with the right people, uh, surrounding yourself with the right messages, the right, the, really the right environment. And, and exactly. uh, it helps feed that. So all right, let's, let's get moving on, on what you call tapping into the mother load. What do you mean by that? We live in a universe that is intelligent. So it's the universal intelligence. It's how a seed knows to grow from a seed to a sapling to a gigantic tree. And, you know, and this is why I call my books, You Are a Badass, because inside all of us, we've got this incredible potential and this magnificent possibility and when and, and I think most people most everybody knows it some for some people it's buried much deeper down this knowing that you're a badass but it's down there and you know it and it's part of your nature it's part of your very nature which is why when you're not being a badass it's almost physically painful <laughs> and um and so tapping into the mother load as I call it in you are badass is getting quiet enough to shut off the squirrels in your head that are that are the um that are basically all the limiting beliefs and the, the quote unquote reality you're listening, you know, you're existing in everything you've been told as a kid, everything society's telling you, all your doubts, fears, and worries. And when you can close those down and shut them off and listen and just get quiet and connect with the universal intelligence that is the real truth, that's when you can start to make big, fat, awesome changes in your life. But you gotta, this is why meditation is so important because it, it, that's how you allow yourself to, to get quiet and listen to that source energy that's trying desperately to be heard via your intuition. Yeah, you, you talk about, you, you, you share a lot of actionable steps, some, some ideas like meditation, positive psychology, gratitude, forgiveness, and some others. So really there are so many tools at our disposal and a lot of them don't even really cost anything. It's just that knowledge to be able to kind of put them into practice. But when I think about all those, when I looked at those, I've, I've done some of those, I've, I've tried some of those, but when you look at those all together, it can kind of feel overwhelming. So what would be a re recommendation to our listeners on how to get started? Pick a couple that really work for you. You know, I make I make these lists because everybody's different, and um, you got to find the things that make you feel like you could go out and flip over a car. Personally, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, yeah, I can be down in the dumps, full of doubt and fear, and I can put on a song really loud that I love, and I suddenly feel like, da da, superhero cape is on. <laughs> um, you know, reading for me is a big one too. I love reading self-help books and motivational books and biographies of people who've done incredible things. Uh, and I also really love guided meditation. Those are, those are probably my three favorite ones. So I would say just pick, 
pick a couple that really work for you. And the other thing that's really important to do is don't be like, well, I don't have an hour to set aside to read and meditate and do all this stuff. 15 minutes will get you there. If, but you got to do it every day. You got to do the work. That's, and this is the work that we're always talking about, this self-help work. But man, sitting on your butt, reading some books, meditating, listening to music, that is not as hard as working your tail off doing what you know how to do over and over and over and just wondering why you're not changing anything. Yeah, it's like, it's like you said earlier about it's, it's, it's always the right time. You just have to take that first step forward. Mm-hmm. All right, so just so you know, um, when I read your book, it convinced me to, to restart my morning gratitude journal. I had gotten away from that after doing that pretty steadily for about a year and a half. And it, what I like about that is it really helps kind of put things into perspective and start the day on the right foot and even end the day on the right foot if you have that kind of practice. So let's talk about gratitude for just a second. Why do you call that the, the gateway drug to awesomeness? Well, a couple of reasons. The first one is because it puts your focus, the almighty focus on the things you're grateful for as opposed to the stuff you're scared of or worried about. You know, I, I heard a great quote that worrying is basically praying for what you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> and so being in the practice of gratitude is like praying that. for what you do want. And so that's why um, – you know, even things that haven't manifested yet in your life when you're just, when you can feel that grateful energy, let's say that you're looking to call in your soulmate, even if that person is nowhere around you right now, as far as you know, sitting in that grateful feeling that they already exist, that they're out there looking for you too, that, that it is happening and that the universe gives you everything you desire and, and emotionally feeling into it. The other reason gratitude is so powerful is because it's an emotion and we are emotionally driven creatures. You can think all day long about something. I mean, we have so many great examples in our lives of like, I know in my conscious mind, that's a really bad idea, but I'm going to go do it anyway because it's so fun, right? How many times have we made terrible decisions because of the emotional push to do it? So gratitude puts you in the emotional state of receiving what you desire. And you talk about uh, an, another one, and I'm, I'm not going to, I didn't write the quote down, but it just came to me in my head. You talked about it. Don't focus so much on the how that something's going to happen, but more on the what, what you want to happen. And the how, then you have to be looking for the how, to how, it, how it's going to present itself. Yeah. So when you decide to change your life, um, your job is to be grateful, to visualize it, to get into the emotional state, to feel it, to, and then to go out and take action and do every single thing that you know how to do to make this happen with the understanding that because you're about to change your life into one that you've never experienced before, how are you supposed to know how to do it? You've never done it before. So leaning back and letting go the incessant need to know how and to figure it out will literally block you off from receiving it because you'll be so stuck in your old ways of behaving because you don't know how to behave the new way yet. So just that that's where the faith and trust in the universe comes in. You do everything you know how to do and you keep leaning back and staying open for the how. And I'm just going to say right now from my own experience and from the experience of all of my clients pretty much, the how, the, the things that you need to take action on in order to change your life, you will know them because they will scare the living crap out of you. Because basically, they're going to be things you've never done before. It's going to require you to take a leap either financially or you're going to have to you know, make 10 sales calls to people you're terrified of or take out a loan or do something you're, you've never done before. And that is scary. So I talk a lot about, in my books about letting fear be your compass instead of your roadblock. Because when you're excited and you and you get that intuitive hit, when you've told the universe, all right, show me how, and you get that intuitive hit on, on what to do next, 
you you know you're headed in the right direction if it's scary and it's in the direction of your dreams. That's that's the combination you need. Just uh, you have to lean into fear. You have to just uh, take that risk and, and move forward and keep moving forward. So let's uh, let's move to uh, as, as I was kind of shaping how I was going to have this discussion. I see this is kind of like the intervention portion of our discussion. So <laughs> you talk about the need to get over our BS already. What do you mean by that? Well, the BS, I call it BS, I call it the big snooze because it's so boring and it holds us back. And uh, it's also referred to as the ego in lots of other tomes on getting your act together. Uh, And it's basically all the limiting beliefs and ideas that we've picked up from our parents and society. And I just want to put a little disclaimer in here. They also pass on awesome beliefs and ideas. Absolutely. But but the, the limiting beliefs that we've taken in are BS. Um, and it, and it gets lodged in our subconscious when we're little. And that's why, our, you know, our parents mostly give us all these ideas because they're the ones that were around the most when we're little and we sort of see them as gods and they're the all knowing everything. So when they tell you that, you know, or show you that intimacy is dangerous or that, uh, it, money's really hard to make or whatever stories you're picking up from them, it's lodged in your subconscious as the truth. And that's why when you get older and you're, you know, making strides to, to change your life. If you haven't looked at your subconscious beliefs, you're, it's like driving with one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. You're doing all this great stuff and you're taking risks and da, da, da. But deep down, if you believe that you'll be abandoned if you get rich or that you'll, you'll be, you know, harmed if you, if you have an intimate relationship, even though in your conscious mind, you're not thinking that if it's deep in your subconscious, you will hold yourself back. And that, that's what I call your BS is all those stories that are in your subconscious. Yeah. So when we think about uh, the things that do limit uh, limit us and limit each other, you know, there's a lot of things that people almost wear like a badge of honor. So I'd like to think about uh, how some people will just hold on to the notion that they're overwhelmingly busy at all times, like that, that's something mm-hmm. that's something to be proud of. Isn't it funny? Yeah. It's like we love to be right. That's our problem. And we love and we love to be victims because then we don't have to take responsibility for our lives, you know. Man, I've met so many people who are like, of course, and you know, present company included for 40 years. I mean, my big, my big turnaround was around money. That's, that's why my second book is you are a badass at making money. Cause I was like, I could write about this topic all damn day because yeah. I was broke forever, but I was clinging hard to the belief that the economy sucked. You know, I was a writer. It's impossible to make money as a writer. And I also had this belief that somehow money was out there and available for other people, but not me. You know, I'd see people with mansions and yachts and be like, that's a different species than I am. Uh, and I and I fought hard for those beliefs because when you think about it, your whole reality is based on the foundation of your BS, right? Mm-hmm. That's your identity. And what we don't, and here's another subconscious belief that is hugely powerful. So I'm Jen, the broke writer who's, you know, can't get rich, has tried for 40 years, sucks at it. So that is the truth. Um, If I decide to change that truth and instead of have my broken record mantra, which was, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, and decide, and this really was my big changing point, decide to instead believe, I live in an abundant universe and money flows to me freely and easily. Mm -hmm. I started forcing myself to say that, even though I was living in a converted garage, there were tumbleweeds blowing through my empty bank account, I was not available for that reality anymore. So I decided to focus on the fact that money flowed to me easily and freely. And what that did is it lifted my spirits. It gave me more energy, which you need if you're going to do all the scary stuff you got to do to change your life. And it shifted my focus from 
proving all the reasons why I couldn't afford it, which I was very attached to, and instead looking for the reasons, how has money flowed to me freely and easily? Does money flow freely and easily to other people? And starting to look for proof of that and then finding it, and that was the beginning of my transformation. This podcast is sponsored by the Ken Blanchard Companies. If you'd like to learn more, and there's a lot of free resources to better yourself and your organization, go to KenBlanchard.com. You'll find all kinds of free tools and materials to help you and others grow. And they have a special offer right now. Send an email to podcast at KenBlanchard.com with leader chat in the subject line. Now through the end of summer of 2018, one grand prize winner chosen randomly will receive a free one-on-one call with Ken Blanchard. Five others will receive a signed copy of Ken's latest book, Servant Leadership in Action. So here's one that uh, is near and dear to my heart. So I was, I was going to ask you how do we, but I just need to be very honest. How do I, because I'm really <laughs> bad at this, how do I stop prescri- uh, procrastinating? How do I stop doing that? Because it, it, uh, I know for a fact that uh, in some cases I hold back on that on different projects because I have mm-hmm. this worry about perfection. And if it's not perfect, then I'm going to get feedback. And so it, it, it's this whole, whole cycle. How do I overcome that? You know, I am a funny, I have a funny relationship with procrastination because, well, first I'm going to give you a tip for you and Thank you can you. see if this works. Okay. It's about me right now. It's not you. It is about you right now. <laughs> uh, but this might be you also. So I'm going to talk to you about you and I'm going to talk about me. <laughs> so one of the, the reasons we get so tied up in procrastination is, you know, obviously fear and doubt and all this stuff, but overwhelm is a big one too. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we, and overwhelm is a choice, by the way. We decide to look at, you know, I've got a trillion things to do. I can't even get started. So I'm just going to go drink a beer for lunch and not try because it's too overwhelming. I'll never get it all done. So chunking things down has saved my butt. I can't even tell you how many times where instead of looking, you know, it's not like eating the whole elephant at once. You take one bite at a time. Yeah. So whatever it is you have to do, if you're just like, look, I'm going to work on this for 20 minutes. I'm turning off my phone. I'm you know, not doing anything else. I'm just going to focus on this one thing for 20 minutes. It will not kill me. That makes it so much more manageable. You know, That's why they put our credit card numbers in. They, they block it out in, in series of four numbers because if they put the whole number, we'd be like, I can't read that. It's too much. <laughs> but we can take four numbers at a time and be articulate about what our credit card number is, right? Mm-hmm. So same with your life. So either taking a chunk of time that you're going to work and then give yourself a little break and go do whatever and then do another chunk. And as a writer, this has totally saved my life. And Or or with a project, just be like, you know what, I'm just going to write um, three pages of my book today or I'm just going to you know, make three sales calls today or whatever it is. But chunking it down is my favorite tool for procrastination. So what else? I, I, I know um, this is the question. It's, it seems like such a, a simple question, but it, it I think it, it probably weighs down so many of us. How do we overcome fear? I mean, fear is probably the one thing that keeps people on the couch or keeps people from, from springing to action or, or asking, you know, talking to the, 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 uh, that special person. How do we overcome fear? Um, one way is to remember that that is the doorway to all the awesomeness that you're waiting for. Yeah. Um, another thing to remember about fear is that when you succumb to fear, you are under the illusion that you can predict the future. So think how many times you've been terrified of something and then you go and do it and you're like, oh, that like so totally wasn't a big deal, Hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. many times. So fear is, is you think you know how the future is going to turn out and you don't. And I had one other thing about fear. Oh, brain, please participate. (laughs) 
Um, okay, it'll come up later. I'll just suddenly well, you scream know, out the word fear. Please <laughs> do. Please do. Well, I, you know, I was I was going to share with you uh, um, some sage wisdom from my, my most incredible favorite Uncle John when I was much younger and going through kind of a tough time. And, he, you know, he, I, was, I was kind of paralyzed about making a decision. He just looked at me and he said, no matter what decision you make, they can't eat you. <laughs> and kind of put it in perspective for me. Oh, that's what I was going to say sort of along the same lines, yeah. you know, with specific fears, when you get very specific, what your fear is about. Okay. So let's say, let's say you want to, um, start your own business, but yeah. you're scared to leave your old job. So you, you do a series of questions like, okay, what if you leave your old job and your new business tanks? What then? Well, I'll lose all my money. Okay. So what then you lose all your money. Then I have to go live with my mom. Okay. So you have to go live with your mom. What then? Uh, then I'll get another job and make more money and try it again. Right. Unless the, unless it leads you to bleeding to death in a gutter, most fear and most fears don't, we have this irrational fear that we don't even see all the way through. It's just like overwhelm. It's like we just get irrationally overwhelmed. And when you break down overwhelm and you look at all the things you actually really do have to do and what you can delegate out and what you actually don't have to do, you really have more time than you're pretending most of the time. Sometimes we have bitten off more than we can chew, but I got to say 90% of the time we're just in freak out mode. Same thing with fear. I love that. We're, we're talking to Jen Sincero, the author of You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. So you've shared with us that we are not our negative patterns and we can overcome them. You gave us ideas on kind of how to tap into the mother load of internal tools to change our outlook. And, and you're going to ch- challenge us in the book as well to get over all that junk that's holding us back. So now what um, I look at it, uh, that last part is kind of like the, okay, here's your here's your to-do list. And you call it, uh, um, you just go out there and how, how do you go out there and kick, kick some ass? So how do you do that? Well, you know, really staying at the spiritual gym, keeping that muscle strong by surrounding yourself with other people who are kicking ass, reading the books, meditating, all that, super duper important. Another thing that's really important is staying focused on your goal. And and when you stay focused on your goal, you have to be very specific about what that goal is. It can't be, I want to make a million dollars, if <laughs> a million dollars means nothing to you. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to make a million bucks because I want to give half of it to this charity that I really believe strongly in. I want to buy my mom a house. I want to buy myself a house. You know, you have to break it down into specifics because what that does is it allows us to get emotional. Yeah. And as I said, emotions are what drive us. So when you go about changing your life and you're kicking butt, it's not a matter of if you're going to meet roadblocks. It's a matter of when. And when they come up and those challenges come up, you need all of that emotion to be like, hey, challenge. Hey, fear. I see you. I'm moving forward anyway because I am just have this vice grip of emotion on, on what I'm excited about changing in my life. So emotions are critical. So we're about ready to wrap up here. Just a couple more questions for you. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about surrendering. And I love one of the quotes that you had in the book. You, you say, your life is your party. You get to choose how you invite people and experiences and things into it. And so I, I really love that because it puts it in perspective. And it really does share. I mean, we really are in control, aren't we? Yeah. And it's awesome. You know, and we can be all boo-hooey about it. Like, you know, it's so hard. I'm in control. I don't know what to do. And, and, you know, I've been there before, but when you instead get excited about it and really understand, I gotta say this, it's not hard. It's uncomfortable. So you just gotta 
get comfortable being uncomfortable and just, mm. you know, successful people do it all the time. You just got to keep taking these uncomfortable risks. But the great thing about that is the more you do it, the better you get at it. So just like, it's like going up and asking that person out who's quote unquote out of your league. It's like, you will not be bleeding to death in the gutter if you go and do that, you know? And, and the, and the feeling of, you know what, even though they laughed in my face, at least I was, I was big enough to do it. And another thing that I got to say, like for me, that really helped a lot is I sort of went about all the terrifying stuff I did in my life. Like, I just want to see if I can get away with it. <laughs> I just, I just want to see if I can double my rates. Mm -hmm. I just want to see if I can be a life coach and just start being a life coach, even though, you know, it's totally new to me. I just want to see if I can get away with it and take the drama out and understand that we are on a ball in outer space and that you have one shot at being the you that is you on that ball. So who cares? What really do you have to lose? I love that. All right. So what's the one thing that you hope that listeners that are going to take away from our conversation today? What's that final thought? I hope that everybody out there demands of themselves that when they get that intuitive hit of something that is equal parts terrifying and thrilling, you jump and you go and do it because that's, that's the doorway out. I love that. I love that. Jen Sincero, thank you so much. The author of You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. So if people want to learn a little bit more about you, first off, definitely go out and check out the, the book. Um, pick it up. It's, it's a great read. It has so many great stories. It's so blunt at times and also really, really funny. How else can people uh, connect with you uh, over social, social media? I am pretty much Jen Sincero everywhere. And Sincero is spelled like the word sincere. So it's J-E-N-S-I-N-C-E-R-O. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. And then Facebook, I'm pretty sure I'm the Jen Sincero. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, you'll love yeah. my Twitter address in just a second as well. So thank you so much, Jen. Thanks a lot for, for joining us. I had a, a just a, a really enjoyed connecting with you today. Likewise. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you enjoyed this interview and like to learn more and also help us grow the audience, please subscribe to the Leader Chat podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play or wherever you're listening. And please share this with your friends. The best way you can help us grow, though, is feedback. As Ken Blanchard says, feedback is the breakfast of champions. So please write us a review if you haven't already. And by the way, this podcast is sponsored by the Ken Blanchard Companies. If you'd like to learn more, there's even a lot of free resources to better yourself and your organization. Go to KenBlanchard.com. You'll find all kinds of free tools and materials to help you and others grow. Thanks again to our guests for joining us today. For now, I have the pleasure of turning it over to Ken Blanchard for his thoughts on what we discussed. Here it is, your final minute with Ken Blanchard. I really enjoyed Chad's interview with Jen Sincero about her book, You Are a Badass. I love that title. How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. And the reason it's so special is that all of the leaders I've run into that are a problem in organizations, they're self-serving and all, I have found that they're scared little kids inside. They aren't really comfortable with who they are. And they're covering up that uncomfortableness 
with a need to control. And so this material, this concepts that Jan is talking about is really important for you to understand for yourself and also to help you understand sometimes where other people are coming from. And one of the things I'd love for you all to do, to just to put this all to work, is I want you to put your right hand on your left shoulder and your left hand on your right shoulder and give yourself a hug because you're okay. God didn't make any junk. Remember, you are really special. Stop putting yourself down. That's what she's really saying. Realize that you really have a lot to contribute. And I want to tell you, that mindset is so important. And I tell you, when you're dealing with people that you see who don't have that mindset, rather than attacking them and telling them to grow up or something, you need to see if you can start to catch them doing something right and kind of build them up and your relationship uh, so they start to feel better about themselves. Because I want to tell you, if you're not your own best friend, who is? So thanks, Jen. This is really special material. Thank you.